Well, if this election could be put into aviation terms, we are on short final. We see the numbers on the runway. We're about to make a smooth, successful landing. All we have to do now is vote. And that's going to be a lot of what we talk about today. It's very important. It's very important right now to attempt to take back our country. Moving on. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. As usual, I'm hanging out with the perspiring patriot herself. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. You hate that, don't you? I just love that you tell everybody that I sweat so much, well, I mean, which is not a lie. I make you hot. So, well, that's not a lie either. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. Thank you. Oh, man. This is election week. It sure is. We've waited for two years for this. Ugh. Are you excited? It's been a long two years that's flown by, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, You know, it just seems to me the older that we get, the more time just goes faster and faster. I think that's true in life. Yeah. Um, and then when you have little ones, it's, it, it's like accelerated even more. So, right. yeah. Um, but... I mean, starting with the 2020 election, watching everything that happened then, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a feeling that uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that won't vote because of what happened in 2020. And I think what's, you know, a lot of the conservative people are like, this is the reason why you have to vote. You have to vote and get out there because the only way they can't cheat is to vote on election day. Um, because then you, you go to the poll and you say, you know, if you, for some reason they say, well, you've already voted, then you say, absolutely not. No, I haven't. I haven't been here. And then that's how you expose it. So, and there's other, there's other ways to do it also. But so I just have, I have this thought that, you know, there's some people that probably aren't going to vote. I'm not naive to that, but I'm hopeful that everybody does get out. And I'm, vote. I'm hoping that of our listeners who are some of the greatest people in America, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that if there are a handful of them that's just like, I ain't voting. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to waste my time. They're going to steal it anyway. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe we could, if, if there's five of them, I'm hoping we can persuade three of them to go to the, the polls today. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or Tuesday, week. I yeah. should say. Today, I'm hoping to persuade them. Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday, they need to go vote. And, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit. You know, the thing about it is, is for these people that think, well, it's just going to get stolen anyway. Flood the zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to put it in sports terms, flood the zone. Make it mm -hmm. so that there's so damn many of us, they can't cheat their way out of right, it. Right, right. And I think that's what, you know, Trump had pushed for in 2020, and I think that's what happened, but I don't, I don't understand all of the logistics behind it and why... We don't, well, I do, the media suppresses a lot of information. We get a lot of misinformation things happening, and it's just kind of annoying. And then you're like, why doesn't everybody know the truth already? They should already know the truth, because we we saw what happened in 2020. Um, but what happens with it? I don't understand. I don't understand all that. And I can get so... I can get so wrapped up in it that I get so upset about it. And I'm like, okay, what what is going on? And then I get to the point where I'm discouraged, and I... Ugh. That's yeah, what I want. I want to pull my hair out about it. I get it. I get it. And I think I think that there's a lot of people out there though that are the same way. They're not. They they're not going to put up with this anymore. They're tired of. It. They remember the past two years. They remember the lockdowns. They remember losing their job 
or being threatened to lose their job if they didn't get an untested vaccine. Yeah, that's They true. remember this. I they hope, don't want this for their kids. Speaking of the vaccine, since you brought it up, I hope that everybody already knows, listening to this, that the vaccine was never FDA approved. The only thing that the FDA got approved was an emergency use authorization, which is also called an EUA. That's the acronym for it. And the reason that they got an EUA for it is because they suppressed the information on ivermectin and HCQ, which is hydrochloroquine and um, those are proven to help with such viruses like COVID-19 but they never they said that we don't have another drug for it that's the reason why they filed for an EUA which is the reason why the FDA said hey we've got this thing and then the president Biden the resident he comes out and says well it's an FDA approved drug which is not true at all so I hope that everybody has done their research and they have that basis of knowledge because that is fact yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you, and, and here's some of the things that we're going to need people to do. Also, the Democrats, you the first story I have in my stack today. Yeah. Is Democrats are already already cheating. They're already setting the narrative up. I've I've got it right here. Like Carrie election, Lake. election deniers. No. Are they using that terminology? No. 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 Okay. No. 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 I'll, okay. I'll share this in a minute. Okay. But they're already they're already setting the table to take it. It's just they got caught in Uh-oh. one of these stories big oh, time okay. with Terry Lake. Good. Already got caught. Good. And they're denying it. Yeah. Fox 10 and Phoenix can go shove it. Mm. But uh, we'll get to it in a minute. Here's what people just need to know. Donald Trump got 75 million votes, supposedly, in the 2020 election. Right? Yeah. I think it was a lot more, but okay. Okay. They said Joe Biden got 81 million for the win, right? That's a total of 156 million votes. How is that possible whenever there's only 133 million registered voters? In the U.S. in 2020? Yes. How does that happen? So I'll tell you what. Let me ask you this before you move on. Who's reporting the, the total registered voters? I, I cannot remember. I, I wrote it down. I cannot remember where I okay. saw it online just a minute okay. ago. Okay. All right. That's Before fine. I came up here. I called you out. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll have to. So you, so you said that there's 130. 133 million registered voters okay. in the United States, but 156 million voted. Huh. If those numbers are true, because I can't cite them right now, but mm-hmm. if those numbers are true, somebody needs to go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But you know what the Democrats figured out? And the Democrats didn't figure this out. We all know this. You don't have to win the majority of the votes. You just have to, you have, to have the right majority of votes in the County, right places yeah. yep. in order to sway an, ele- an entire election. Now, granted, this is not a presidential election, so the electoral college will not matter right now on a federal level. I would say that this is probably, if not, the one of the most important elections that we've had in our country's history. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you just said that. Okay. And the reason that I say that is I hear that, I've heard that now for 20 years. Every election, this is the most important election. I've never said that in my life, so that's no, no, funny. No, 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 no. Other people have, though. Media, You've all the that. time. Yeah. Sean Hannity yeah. always says it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that Rush ever said it. No. Dan Bongino has been saying it. Mark okay. Levin has been saying it. And these are re- people I respect. Don't get me wrong. Every single time you can vote, it's important. You're right. elect- I mean, you are choosing who can make rules that you have to live by. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You're choosing the ingredients for your food. Right. 
So you, you choose wisely or you're going to get a bunch of food you don't like. So, well, what, the reason why I say that is because I think that so much of us before 2020 and, and the whole COVID thing, I think we were so asleep because even when Trump was in office, I was like, okay, he sounds, he sounds pretty solid. Yes. He's a little bit crude whenever he's out in public and whatever. I can get on board with that. He's hilarious. He's, he can read a room. He says outrageous things, but I agree with him. And then whenever his policy was in place for four years, I'm like, this guy's a solid. I didn't worry about a thing. Business was great. Farming was great. I felt like we every everybody was just kind of going smooth, and and then all of a sudden, twenty twenty happened, and then COVID, COVID happened, <laughs> and I feel like all of this stuff has been exposed in the last two years since twenty twenty, and um, we've all just kind of, or I feel like I have woken up to a lot of crazy corruption. Yeah. in our government. Yeah. So yeah. I hope I just hope that a lot of people remember remember that as we're going and they they have the blinders removed from their eyeballs. Yeah. I, I we're about to find out. Yeah. And I I, I mean I I think that I say I think I really hope that everyone that goes to vote keeps their eyes completely open for anything shady, shenanigans. Whether it is you going to your polling place and casting your ballot, all the way down to the people that end up at the local courthouse that count the votes, that 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 go over it, that enter the data that's going to be reported on, mm-hmm. that certify the data. I hope there's sets of eyes on all of I, in the middle of the night mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I they better not stop counting votes in the middle of the night. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, and I, I hate this election season stuff. I think it's a joke. Yes. I think it's horrible. Well, you should have one damn day to vote. It should be Tuesday. That's it. If you can't vote on Tuesday for some odd reason, you can go to your local courthouse, mm-hmm. get your absentee ballot, vote right there, turn it right back in, mm-hmm. and walk out the door. Yeah. But this shit of mailing votes in and and, and Facebook and Snapchat yeah. and, and... Registering voters. Yeah, yes. help me. Yeah. Let, let me help you get registered. I just... It's bullshit. It's just, it's BS. So. I agree 100%. It is BS. Mm-hmm. And I think that voting day should be voting day. And yep. employers should let people off work to to make time to go vote. And Did you, Cohen told me that he doesn't have school on Tuesday. What? Because it's voting day. Really? That's what he said. I don't know if that means like it's because it's voting day. I mean, that's an odd day for like a teacher's institute or something. So I don't. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I. I don't Election have, day, no school. We've never had for that a bunch before. Of, for a bunch of minors that can't vote anyway. Right. You know. Well, maybe that's a so. trick. Maybe that's their trick. <laughs> um. No, I. I. Um. I think that maybe take twenty minutes out of your day, within today or Monday. And maybe people don't hear this until after election day, but maybe take 20 minutes out of your day, review what your ballot is going to say so that you are informed before you get there. Because a lot of times you just walk in and you say, well, I'm going to vote red all the way down, which is fine. And looking and researching these these candidates, I will do the same. Um, but I, I looked and it literally takes 20 minutes to see who's running in, I mean, from the judges to school board, if their school board member is going to be on there. Um, Certain places there will be. Yeah, the Senate, your Congress, mm-hmm. all that all that stuff. So 
and then As, governor. Okay, so I've had a ton of people ask me, am I running for school board again? Uh-huh. I've not made that decision yet. So here yeah. where I'm at. You're going to Trump us? I just, I, I, I just I mean, Trump just came out last week and said, well, I'll make my decision in November 14th. I think I'm going to announce it. So can, can we hold you to that deadline? November 14th? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just haven't decided. I mean, I've been on, this makes eight years that I've been on my local school board. The past two have been absolute, ah, they haven't been hell, but. I They've mean, been they hard. have been. Yeah, They've they been have hard. been. But I think that you were in this position for a, a time such as this, Ryan. I honestly do. I, and, and other people will probably agree with that, too, because I don't know very many school board members that you could walk up to and have the courage to stand for the right thing. And, you know, now the left is saying, well, we need this pandemic uh, forgiveness. What's it called? The Atlantic reported, yeah, we yeah. need overall uh Amnesty. amnesty pandemic amnesty and i've got a story yeah. about that okay so we'll talk about that in a little bit but like you can't forget that these people are the ones we had a school board member here that looked at the entire community and said how would you like it? you're you're going to be the one to blame when a kid dies yeah you're going to be the one to blame when a kid dies yeah but not not yeah. also also well, See, our this, bosses are in Springfield. See, Excuse making, me. Excuse me, sir. No, your bosses are sitting right here in front of you. You're the one that's confused. Our community cannot forget about these things that people said. And yes, I can like a person as a person. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that they're not dumb to how our, no, <laughs> how our system I works. I agree. And how our representatives work. You as a school board member, you represent the people that voted you in. Yeah. And that's what our almost all of our school board forgot. They they have no idea. So anyways, I I don't want you to forget about those specific things. I think that is extremely important because it's easy to look over. Yeah. It is easy. I get that. I get that. Dig just, your head in the sand and forget about it. <laughs> forgive us all. <laughs> Me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like generally like oh, okay. everybody's just supposed to forgive and forget. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Atlantic wants you to do. Yeah. And, and I I'm Dr. Scott Atlas. Mm -hmm. um who has been a skeptic of dr fauci this whole time uh i actually i just got to thinking about i didn't print that off but i okay. read it on epoch times today yeah uh, you know he said don't forgive these people i mean you're getting ready to go to the polls on two do not forgive these people that we don't need a pandemic amnesty i can you need to remember the lockdowns you need to yes. remember uh a jab or lose your job you need to remember the students educations the students athletic careers that the, just the I, prom homecoming the all the things they just ruined kicked for out your of kids. college because they didn't get a shot that wasn't fda approved that wasn't approved and had no research and now we come to find out there's zero research behind any of it right so yes we and i i disagree we can forgive them for their ignorance and their stupidity in this whole thing but we will not forget about it they, that's where my stance is my stance is they're not ignorant they're evil okay they're well they're not stupid either i think there's bystanders that fall along and i would call them sheep and that they are sheep and that they don't question and they just obey the the quote mandate well it's easier to be a sheep and if you oh sure it is it's totally easy to yep. be a sheep it's easy to just shut the hell up don't mm -hmm. say a word go along with whatever they say talk about you know talk about how stupid it is amongst your friends at the local party <laughs> yeah you know yeah but don't go believe... to a public forum where the media is going to be there and your face and your words might be put on tv or radio yeah don't do that because man, that might make you look bad you might end up losing your job you might get doxxed yeah screw them 
Mm-hmm. Who cares? These people didn't make you. Right. They can't take you down. That's. I mean, that's Rush always used to say that. These people didn't make my success. They can't take me down. Yeah. And that's kind of the way that I think whenever I speak out about all this. None uh-huh. of you made me. Yeah. I made myself, and I have my own ideas about what's right and moral and what's not. Mm-hmm. And anybody that lies to me, I automatically lose all respect with you, and I don't have to listen to you. And I, I kind of think it's my moral duty to call you out on it. Right? Because it, it continually, if you continue to tell a lie, you're eventually going to believe it. That's right. And if people continue to hear a lie, they will eventually believe it. I think statistics or some psychology journal probably put out something like, well, it only takes five different times that a story or a a lie can be imprinted on someone's brain and eyeballs, and that's when they believe that it's true. Look at climate change. Oh, absolutely. I remember whenever I was in second and third grade, we got the Mm -hmm. weekly reader. All the way back then, they were talking about the polar ice caps melting, global warming. Actually, climate change came on, that term came along about in college. Before that, it was all Global, global warming, warming. Yeah. yeah you know and they just sit there and they keep pounding the shit and all these kids head and now look we've got a whole gen or not a whole generation we got a hell of a lot of a generation that thinks it's true <laughs> yeah. yeah we got a hell of a lot of generation that thinks that that me dumping plastic jugs of def in my semi and combine and tractors is going to save the world yeah yeah you know it, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. what a what a failed state for our, our system of education but it's by design right right but i think that i mean yeah you i agree completely these people are not stupid but there are some sheep out there that buy into all of this propaganda the misinformation i mean you've got this person that was hired for misinformation for the white house like (laughs) that didn't last Uh, yeah the misinformation czar yeah she didn't last long but at the same time like what in the world yeah what in the world yeah I, I, i don't get it I yeah. don't get it. Anyway, when you go to your polls this week, just remember all of these things and the people who put in the, in Pritzker. I talked to someone last night, actually, who said that, you know, there were laws that were put into place. We had to put masks on kids in the public school. And I said, you know, that's a, that's a misconception of actually what happened, because Pritzker came out and said, it's I've mandated this and I have this executive power to do this to your children. And I have the power to tell you that you have to have a mask on inside your schools when in reality and Tom DeVore helped educate all of us on what the actual Constitution says on being in a school district and who actually has the power, who has the power in a district, Ryan. The people in the district. The school board. The school board. The school board says, yes, I'm going to mask our kids, or no, I'm not going to mask our kids. Pritzker says, actually, I have that power, and I'm going to withhold your money if you don't listen to me. And he doesn't have that power either. We've discussed this. He doesn't have that power. I'm just saying, I talked to someone just yesterday, last night, so Saturday night, and she was like, well, the law, you know, the law of the mask mandate. And I said, that's that's not actually correct information. Here's. Here, and I was yeah. very gentle with it because I don't want to ever say, I'm sorry, you're wrong and I'm right. Right. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, so, but it was just that fear factor. And that's how, how they use to control people is fear. The fear of a virus that you're going to die in the street. The fear of not getting money, money that you actually yep. need from your taxpayers to operate. The fear, you know what fear is? Fear is an acronym for false evidence about reality. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty cool. 
Where'd you hear that at? Uh, probably Andrew Womack. <laughs> yeah. False evidence about reality. And any time that I become in fear, just like if I have a bad dream and I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I thought somebody was walking up the stairs, but it's you snoring. I'm like, well, it's not actually something to be afraid of. It's just fear. And that's false evidence about reality. Ryan is laying here snoring and I woke up to it thinking that somebody was walking in here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's that's just a, a little bit. Well, and, and you know, it's, it's, the, it's the mantra of politicians I'm going to say on the left and right, but definitely on the left and many on the right is, Mm -hmm. oh, so you're scared? Well, give me just a little bit of your freedom and I'll try to give you some security. I'm going to give you safety. Yeah. And it just never works that way. Mm -hmm. You give up your freedom and you're still just as insecure as ever. Yep. Yep. I mean, it seems like everybody, Mike Gallagher on his program just this past week, he's got COVID yet again. Oh. And and he was the guy that whenever COVID started, he was he was washing with a with um uh, disinfectant and Lysol packages that yeah. that UPS was dropping off. I mean he he was he was he was scared shitless. He's he isolated himself for a lot of the time until you know it started coming out. You know this is not as bad as what yeah. the media originally said. But anyway, he has now got COVID again, and just this past week on his show, he goes, you know, he goes. I don't have any direct evidence of this. He goes, I'm sure there probably is some out there. He goes, I kind of wonder, had I not got vaccinated, if I would have had COVID less times than what I do now? Because this is like his sixth or seventh time he's got yeah. it. Do you remember <laughs> that they stopped reporting on the flu also? Oh, yeah. In 2021? Yep. 20, 2020, 2021? Yeah. <laughs> Weird, right? They haven't hardly picked it back up. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for today. What a beautiful Sunday (laughs) and uh, a beautiful harvest weather. Thank you for the farmers um, finishing up with their crops and hauling in and out. Thank you for the equipment to work perfectly as we finish our our harvest. Thank you for our listeners. And I pray that um, eyes are opened this week as we go to the polls and elect new officials to represent us. Um, We bless your name and give you glory and Amen. Do you have anything to add? Uh, bless everybody in the oil field on drilling rigs, sputters, and otherwise. I forget about the oil field. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bless you. And just, God, please give everyone, please give any elected elected leader wisdom. And then and, and, and keep you at the forefront of everything they do. All decisions made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would God do? What would Jesus do? Mm. Amen. Amen. So, do you have anything on your list that you would like to talk? Oh, I have maybe, a list. Yes, maybe what? I ought to give just a little bit of a harvest update here. Okay, for me, I'm still not done. No, you're not. But that's no big deal. <laughs> Hell, it's not Thanksgiving. I've always told you guys my goal is to be done by Thanksgiving. Right now, we're on track. Man, did that wind blow yesterday? It was bad. If you were in the Midwest yesterday, in Illinois especially, it was awful. Like sustained winds of 30 to 35 mile an hour mm-hmm. gust of 50 to 55 it seemed like yeah jared called told us where all of our cushions were from the back porch yeah, so that neighbor. was great thanks jared yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah our, our patio was cleaned out i think half of our furniture is halfway to cody's house now <laughs> kind of <laughs> hell i don't know some of them might be up at tony's as hard as oh it gosh but i'm down to we we shelled corn we did pretty good this past week um my problem is just being out of out of room um, you know, we, we, we started out Friday with a couple, uh, 7,000 bushel bins and we got them both filled on Friday and didn't cover a whole lot of acres. So that's a good thing. And, um, we down to 105 acres of corn left. Um, I'm not working today. Just it's Sunday. I just 
wanted to take a day off. Plus, you wanted to hang out with me. I did want to hang out with my <laughs> wife, winterize the pool, uh, do this podcast for you guys. So yeah. 105 acres, I don't know. Given that I'm going to probably be a hard head and try to get more money out of my grain, I'm going to haul it straight from the field down to Mount Vernon. I might not get a whole lot done per day, so... I might be done next Sunday. I might not. If not, it's just because I refuse to haul my grain locally. Oh, okay. Because of the I want situation. More money. Oh, remember, okay. That's remember? right. Yep. The reason I farm, dirty little secret, to make as much effing money as I possibly can. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and as for fall tillage, I really don't do hardly any fall tillage. I mean, I especially on hills, I might every once in a while knock some stalks down in a flat flat piece of dirt, but really I get out of the Get out of the combine and straight into a backhoe mm-hmm. and, or the tractor and mower and mow around fields, nice stuff up, push all those limbs and trees out of the way that fell over that I had to combine around and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, if the weather's permitting. Oh, yeah. And I bought another Volvo. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Santel, he sent me to, he sent me some hilarious. Well, one of them, he stitched my TikTok where oh, yeah. uh, he said Volvo driving or something and. He's like, yeah, and Ryan's something along the lines of a towel head now because he's oh, driving the Volvos. Yeah. And that just cracked me up because I never thought about that whenever I was buying the <laughs> Volvo. Like, whenever I drive through St. Louis or some big city, it's like every other person wearing a, a, a Burkett or whatever. It's not a Burkett, but whatever. Every single one of those people are Muslim Jeez. driving down the road. It just cracked me up, and they're always in a Volvo. Mm. And then he texted me yesterday. He said, uh, he said, oh, yeah, he goes, Today I, or yesterday I arrive in container. Today I pull container. Oh gosh. <laughs> you thought that was real funny. I died laughing when he texted me that. Uh, that was just simple humor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I drove a Volvo, a ninety six Volvo. Yeah. My dad actually but got not the a semi. Vo- no, not a semi. We had the Volvo that actually, you know, they were everywhere in the cities. Sure. Back in the day, but it, that was our first car, was a ninety six Volvo. Right. Ashley, Ashley and I. Yep. Called her Vicky. She had headlights. And they had windshield wipers on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why. Maybe so, sand. I don't know. Wipe the sand away. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> what do you got on your anyway. list? So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Illinois election. Since you brought that up, I can go through that real quick. Is that okay? Go. All right. So U.S. Senate, um, I will be voting. I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm going to vote for. Okay. Because I know what our ballot's going to look like. Um, Senate, Tammy Duckworth is running also. And she is as left-leaning as can be. She's who the Farm Bureau endorsed. Exactly. She is all for abortion and um, more restrictive gun laws. And then she wants health care reform. Let me remind you, health care and affordable, the Affordable Care Act was all Obama's admin. And we see where that got us. So not American first, just more money out of somebody else's pocket. Um, who is running against her? Kathy Salvi. Um, she is for getting rid of the safety act. So that would be fantastic. That would be awesome. And, um, she stands for a lot of the American first policies. So Salvi. Yeah. Uh, now granted that's a federal position. She won't have much to do with the safety act, but she's standing against it. If she stands against it, it tells you something about where she stands when it comes to law enforcement and law and order. Exactly. She also said to go ahead and look up, um, Duckworth's, uh, voting records and see that she has absolutely 100% voted against or voted with Biden's admin. So just FYI. And mm-hmm. that was Liberty Review Conservative.org, I believe, um, or Liberty, Liberty Score. I'm sorry. 
So I always mess that up. Ryan laughs at me and rolls his eyes. So I apologize, guys. Um, Mike, Go back to the last episode and listen to it. She finally came up with what it was called. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike Bost, I will be voting for him. Attorney General, I will be voting for Tom DeVore. Um, I jumped on a live with him this week. I believe that he is a constitutional conservative. Um, whether he agrees 100% with the conservative party, I don't know, or Republican, let me say Republican party, I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. But he is a constitution conservative okay yeah that's a good that one. means he stands for the constitution i will be voting for thomas devore um i will be voting for bailey darren bailey governor for governor mm-hmm. get out of here donut uh teresi i might be pronouncing that cor- wrong for comptroller secretary of state brat brady illinois treasurer tom dammer sorry and then lieutenant governor trussell there you go. So that is what my ballot will look like. Cool. Um, I'm sharing that with you in hopes to encourage you. It literally takes 10 minutes to find out who will be on your ballot, research them, do a quick Instagram, Facebook, website research of what they stand for, both parties, and then you you write down who you're going to vote for so you know. Sometimes you walk in and you don't know who's on the ballot. Sometimes you just don't know. And study up on the amendments and stuff to the Constitution Ah. they have on there. So this one that's on the Illinois, on the Illinois Constitution, it's an amendment to the Illinois Constitution. This one I will be voting no for. Why? Because it will allow small businesses, um, the employees of small businesses to unionize. We already have unions in Illinois. They are extremely strong in Illinois. Um, I don't agree that we need more unionizations, if that makes sense. Unionizations. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that we need more. And I take us as small business owners. I take my dad as a small business owner. Um, I look at my sister in in the corporation that she works for, and then those employees unionizing, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I think it's against capitalism. It is. And I, I I can't stand with it. So I am voting no. The wording and verbiage will be completely confusing on the ballot. I just want to let you know. So Look it up. Yep. You need to look it up and do your own research. Yep. So that's what I have on the Illinois election. What else do you have? <sighs> Why? I just want to know. Oh, okay. I thought I, thought I was just I, here I, for commentary. Know, I think it's kind of fun that you... Have mm-hmm. done some research and you're bringing it here. Yeah, I and do. now I can just call, you know, just blind react. Listen, I pray, I research, I listen to all different kinds of things all week long. I just don't know. I don't know if people like what I have to say or not. I don't know. I'm How'd just... your homeopathy class go? <laughs> Is that it? it was your homo good. class. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley said that she really laughed at you when you said that. Nothing is homo about it. Um, it was it was good. It was long. It was about two hours long. So I'm hoping that this week it's a little bit shorter. I learned quite a bit um, from their standpoint of things. I'm interested to learn more. I don't know that I'm all on board yet with with what this is happening. You're learning, but using discernment. Absolutely. Did you try to sell them on the power of apple cider vinegar? I no, I did not. <laughs> I did hear about mouth taping though. What? And I asked the question: Is that to keep spiders out? Mouth taping? Yes. Is it what it sounds like? You put a piece of tape over your mouth. Yeah. Generally, that's what they do before they strangle or kill you. Right. Okay. Well, I hope you. If you try mouth taping, I hope you really trust your spouse and your children. Um, what? I can't. <laughs> 
just can't. See, if we were doing I a can't. TikTok live right now, people would see my face. Like, what the hell is the yeah. point of mouth taping? I guess you could go live with TikTok if nah, you wanted. I'm not that interested. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it helps with like gums and mouth, bad breath and all to that To tape stuff. your mouth shut? Yeah, while you're sleeping. Man. It's I a, know a lot of people that need mouth tape. <laughs> it's different. I'm not, I, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. So, um, apple cider vinegar. I've been doing that. Now I keep seeing more and more TikToks about women taking showers with it. I'm almost convinced. I just said something about seeing it five times and it kind of makes an impression in your brain. I think it works because I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to try it now. Showering in apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know. Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com. Let me know if you've ever showered. And we did get an email from somebody who was on board with the homeopathy. And yep, he sent, he sent another email address, which I'm not ready to reach out yet. I want to learn what I can with the the program that I've signed up for. Um, So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Not to change the subject totally here, Mm -hmm. but I do want to say something. And while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to say it. There is a fake Instagram account out oh, there. Yes. It says Ryan Peter, bushels and barrels. It's got the exact same picture of a pump jack as what my TikTok page does and my actual Instagram page. My Instagram page only has three pictures on it. Yeah. And it, and I think it's just bushels and barrels. This thing says Ryan underscore Peter underscore bushels and barrel. And I think he changes the name frequently. He changed the name yeah. or changes it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it is. I, I get the feeling I messaged the dude a, a little, or well, a couple few times the other day, uh, he eventually, or he or she eventually blocked me. I can just tell by the interaction back and forth that it's an adolescent. It's somebody that's, yeah. it just seems either it's an adult that is not smart or it's a kid. One of the yeah. two. Yeah. The thing that concerns me, I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook in a message and said, uh, this account got a hold of me. And I found it very suspicious whenever they asked me if I wanted to get into a business deal with them. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I am never going to ask any of you guys to ever get in any business deals with me ever. Especially, and if I do, it's going to be on the phone or in face. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't need any more business deals. I've got too many businesses already. So if you get a message or anything out of it, I don't message anybody on Instagram ever. So if you ever get an Instagram message from me, just disregard it. It's not me. It is not me. Imposters. Right. And we've reported it a thousand <laughs> times. I know a couple hundred other people's reported it. And just it's the same with this TikTok account, Bushels and Barrels 082. That's not me. I don't know who's doing it. And what a pathetic life somebody must live to have to impersonate somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just. Yeah. And it's not going to hurt anything. This person can't do anything to me it's just really annoying and i feel sorry for the people that they're harassing well in that i mean people actually think that it is you so they're like yeah of course i'll look into this stuff and then they'll say dang why would ryan want to reach out to me it just makes you kind of look weird is it just yeah yeah Yeah. just yuck so but anyway beware of imposters yeah exactly use discernment for sure <laughs> um so there was a thousand page report or 1050 to be exact um that came out on the politicization of the doj biden's doj and the fbi um and how it's been weaponized so that came out this week uh jordan what's his name I'm jim so, jordan jim jordan came out and said something about it and uh, that that's been out there i have not read it yet 
but you're going to read all thousand pages. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think I have the time to, but that I, I, that's very interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Well, we know they've been, uh, they've been hacked. I, I mean, are hacking us, I should say. Right. You know, using everything we have against us. Barging into Donald Trump's censoring us. Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Journalists' homes, like Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, and some of yep. their reporters, and then other reporters here recently. Um, Donald John Trump said something that was, he was like, this could be the end of all of this communism right here. Tom Barack, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, it might be Barrick. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the DOJ actually charged him with being an unregistered foreign agent, lying to the FBI and uh, obstructing justice. So yet another person that just knows Donald Trump, and yeah. they're going after him. Yeah, I think he did some fundraising for Trump in 2016 or something. but Which is legal. Yeah, well, and yeah, and they found him not guilty of all of the charges. So he was acquitted of all of the charges. That was this week. It has been underreported, so I wanted to let everybody know that. Good. It's kind of a big deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, Garrett Ziegler, I forgot to men- mention this last week. So MarcoPoloUSA.org. If you haven't actually looked into what they are reporting on and what this report is all about, you've got to. It's about the Hunter Biden laptop. What they've done is they've taken the last 13 months on this earth, and they put together a ton of information based on this laptop. What they've what they've done is they've connected all of the dots. They put it in a time sequence timeline, and um, it's just all about the Biden crime family and all of their connections. To crime. They found 459 violations of state and federal laws. It's 630 pages long. Text, emails, all the things... And 2020 footnotes. And not a damn one of them will serve any time for it. But Steve Bannon, oh, he'll go to jail for four months. Well. Under a process crime, which is how the liberals always get their adversaries. They can't ever really catch them doing anything wrong. They get them on a process crime, like perjury. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I'm not telling anybody yeah. to lie to anybody. Yeah, unless it's the health department. Um, what, (laughs) that's not the penalty of perjury though. That's true. So what I find, what I find funny is that, I mean, Garrett Ziegler has been working on this report and putting out like dripping information as he's finding it. He's like, you guys, these people are sick. You're never going to believe this. I'm working on it. He had, um, initially said he was going to get it out last Christmas and he, he didn't, he ran into some, some road bumps, but anyway, he's got it out there and none of, nobody is reporting on this laptop, the contents of it. Very few, anyway. Very, very few. Yeah. So, but, it's really, really bummer. You want to dive into my stack? Yeah. I've got one funny story for you. You do? Yeah. One funny story. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. The Daily Caller. Okay. <laughs> they reported, it says report, U.S. Air Force crew appears to draw a, quote, excuse my French, Sky penis near the Russian base, near a Russian base. <laughs> okay, so how this works <laughs> is the, the air traffic control can see any plane at any time in the sky. Yeah. And they they track it. So that track just if if a 
if that plane flew over here, it creates a line. So you could watch that line from if it's a flight from New York to L.A., you can just watch <laughs> that line all the way across the America. I mean, it's just like an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. Well, these people use their Etch-a-Sketch in this plane to draw a dick and balls. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah. You better watch out, Russia. Mm. We will draw genitalia all over you. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> but I saw funny. that and I laughed really hard. And I said, okay, the Daily Caller is getting this from Politico Europe. And um, it <laughs> their post says, in a move that was hard for the Russians to ignore, the crew of an American military aircraft pulled off a ballsy maneuver last night drawing a quote sky penis and quote near moscow's naval base in syria love it mm -hmm. and then kiev is like christmas came early the u.s jet draws a quote sky penis near russian base in syria mary mary Jeez. <laughs> oh gosh anyway so um also another note on illinois elections i forgot to mention this earlier when i was talking about thomas devore but he received some some whistleblower gave him some emails um the illinois department of health there's a doctor on that board and they've already started pushing uh for the COVID 19 to be on illinois immunization like requirements the schedule yeah for, for, for school kids yeah. yeah as as jb pritzer goes out and bold-faced lies to every one of you saying oh that's not up to me if you're yeah. if your child gets an immunization mm -hmm. it is he goes out and he says no it, it has nothing to do with me it's got to go through the general assembly and actually what they've done his his department of health has has uh, went ahead and started these meetings. They've already started talking about this and how to promote it to the public. Because so, they already know there's going to be know. backlash. Yeah, they know. Yeah. But mm -hmm. whenever he says, I'm not going to have anything to do with that bullshit, he's right behind the curtain pulling his strings with the Illinois Department of Health. You, you elect yes. this guy, you elect J.B. Pritzker, and you can bet your sweet ass come fall, your kid is going to have to have a vaccine in order to go to school. Well, my kid won't because I'll just not send him to school. I, I mean, I'm serious. I will not send my kid to school if that's what they say. Well, Alden won't have, I mean, they don't have the immunization record requirement anyway. Most people don't do what we do with well, our some kid. People, yeah, I think. Most yeah. people don't. Most people send their kid to a public school. But remember, there's an exemption for every single immunization that they require. They quote, require. Yeah. Just let, just, there is a, an ex exemption. It might be a See, hurdle you have to cross, but you, you can fill it out. They can still go to school and you can fill out that exemption, but you as a parent have to take it upon yourself to go figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So just FYI. Yeah. See, it's things like that right there that make me think, well, man, if he's going to push this shit, I need to go back to the school. I need to stay on the school board. Somebody's got to stand up for all these people and these kids. Uh -huh. And, and just, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying you can't. You're stupid to give your kid the vaccine. I'm not saying do your own research. My problem is, is you're taking away my freedom. Mm -hmm. my freedom to choose what goes in my kid's body. I don't like that. Yeah. And I'm going to push back on it as hard as I can. And I'll be damned if any school board member or any member of the community is going to call me an asshole for doing it. I don't care. Yeah. I it's agree. wrong. Right? It's wrong. You want to get your kid immunized? Go do it. You do it. You shoot it's him up with whatever you want. It's none of yeah. my business. Yep. But the second you tell me that I have to, or my kid can't participate in something, mm -hmm. I'm done with you. And somebody's got to stand up against these people. You know what um, immunizations they've been pushing too, and and actually Blue Cross Blue Shield sent us a notice saying that you need to get Cohen vac vaccinated for an HPV virus or HPV vaccine. Back when I was in high school, my seventeen-year-old, yes, HPV was like a vaccine against ovarian cancer. That's what I thought. 
But now but then they're didn't saying they have a bunch of side effects. Bunch of side effects. Yeah. But remember, there's like a law that you can't sue vaccine companies anymore. Yeah. So because then they won't make vaccines. They just say we can't afford to because it's too risky. <laughs> well, I think we should do away with all of them. But anyways, that's my uh, anyways. I think it's really silly. So just be aware. Okay. I don't know that I necessarily agree with you on do away with all of them, but that's once again, everybody say, else's. I didn't say do. I, okay. I didn't mean to say do away with all the vaccines. I mean, do away with the FDA approval, blah, blah, blah process, because I don't trust the FDA anymore based on the EUA and then pushing off to the American public that I feel like they're all in cahoots together. Fauci, the CDC, the FDA and our government and the media. Could be right. So I, I feel like they've lied to us about a lot of different things. Oh, that's the truth. And now the ovarian cancer uh, shot we give to boys now. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get that one. Yeah. Well, what? Well, maybe if it, maybe they're going to identify as a girl down the road, and then they don't want them to get uh, ovarian cancer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to stick a uterus inside of him. If he identifies sense. as a girl, he can identify as having a uterus. <laughs> Duh. Bunch of junk <laughs> we might hear some we might hear some dude look like a lady here in a minute you ready for me to get into my stack of yes, stuff yes get going washingtonexaminer.com here's a report arizona tv station airs graphics showing carrie lake lost 12 days before the midterm elections this really happened i saw this on t- on twitter first then i've read multiple articles about it a local tv news station in arizona is apologizing after airing a graphic showing katie hobbs the democratic nominee for governor as winner in her race 12 days out from the midterm elections The graphic, which appeared Thursday afternoon on Fox 10 Phoenix at the bottom left-hand part of the screen, showed Hobbs with 53% support compared to 47% for Republican nominee Carrie Lake. Hobbs, who is currently Arizona's Secretary of State, had a check by her number indicating she was the victor. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, they are preparing. They are preparing to cheat. I'm just telling you. That, that right there, that was an accident maybe it got put up. It was not an accident what it said. Yeah. They are they're foaming at the mouth that two minutes after the polls closed in Arizona, they put that up there to demoralize everyone on the Republican side. I'm telling I I don't trust these people. I, I just, I don't. Fox 10 then came out on, in a tweet, and in their tweet said, This graphic was never meant to go on air. The numbers were only part of a test. The station has taken steps to make sure this cannot happen again. No, you, you're not sorry mm-hmm. for anything. You're sorry you got caught. Mm-hmm. That's what you're sorry for. You're sorry some intern accidentally put it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact it was already typed up, uh, I mean, I'm just telling yeah. you, I don't trust yeah. these people. Yeah. I don't. Later on, though, here I found this very interesting that was in this article, okay? Later on in this article, it went on to say, earlier in the day, Lake scolded the media in an emergency press conference, accusing journalists of trying to influence this election in response to how news outlets reported on a break-in at the Hobbs office in Phoenix earlier this week and allegations from the Arizona Democratic Party that she was responsible. Did you hear about this, that Katie Hobbs' place got broke into? No. And they're blaming it on Carrie Lake, and she sent somebody over there to break in. Oh, gosh, no. Okay. You know what the first thing I thought whenever I read that is? Social pro- projection. No. No, the first thing I thought, somebody broke into Katie Hobbs. Didn't somebody just break into Paul Pelosi's? Oh, yes. Is this the new strategy? <laughs> Don't show up for debates and then claim that an evil Republican broke in your house. 
Yes. Which the Paul Pelosi story, <laughs> NBC reported, or NBC reported Pelosi opened the door. Okay. Whenever this dude beat the, I supposedly yeah, yeah. beat his brains out with a hammer. Supposedly. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think, I, I, I personally don't believe it happened. Yeah. But they reported that Pelosi opened the door, did not declare an emergency, then walked back to his attacker. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the attacker attacked him. Sure. That's what NBC reported. They took it down. Mm-hmm. They took that story down. But wasn't there another person in the house also? The, the, the cops. No, like before the cops got there. That part I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they came back and said, actually, somebody else opened the door. It wasn't Paul Pelosi, and it was a wellness check, and it was just very weird circumstances. Yeah. Very odd. Okay. Like the Speaker of the House doesn't have security at her house That's already. That's the truth. Like, come on. You know they probably live in a huge gated community with, like, I don't know if the Speaker of the House gets Secret Service, but I guarantee you they have some sort of security she's apparatus that's just as good. Yeah, because I'm sure she's had death threats. As crazy as she is. For sure. As well, crazy and- as some people can be these days, absolutely she's got security. That's, see, this is why I just don't necessarily believe that story. There's yeah. just something fishy about it. Weird. So weird. I think but, it should just distract and make, and then blame it on the Republicans. Just like you said, just blame it their, on the Republicans. It's their new strategy. Yeah. We don't go to debates. We don't look our, our opposition in the eye and tell them why we're be- our ideas are better than theirs. We just stay home and then make these accusations that they're trying to break into our house and they're just awful people. Do you remember when Portland, Oregon was burning down to the ground? And the news, the the liberal news, the CNNs, the ABCs, they all said this is this is a mostly pre- peaceful protest. Yeah, as you see a dude jump up on a car with a baseball bat and beat the hell out of the beat the hell out of the windshield with a Molotov and cocktail it, and torch it. Yeah, <laughs> like wh- this is a mostly peaceful protest. Well, that's peaceful. Okay. I'd hate to see a violent one. Well, shoot. Well, you know what. Bla- BLM stood for all of the all of the left-leaning groups and organizations and they were fighting for their right to party whatever and then all of a sudden now we've got single-handed break-ins and it's a Republican yeah oh, I don't whatever. know whatever I don't know this is so funny because it's all exposing to me because I because I think that people are not this dumb they see right through it that's how I feel. I, I, we'll find out Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From the dailywire.com headline, Trump launches attack on Ron DeSantis ahead of midterm election. Did you hear about this? He did this last night at his rally in Pennsylvania. Trump mm-hmm. attacked DeSantis? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Give me the, give me the, spill the tea is what they say. And this is from the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh's place. This is not from have, CNN. Uh, ben Shapiro is, I, I okay. I'm not, well, on, I'm I not like, on board with Ben, I like, I like, I'm on board with Matt Walsh. Oh, sure. Former President Donald Trump took a shot at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis during a campaign event Saturday night in Pennsylvania, just days before election of Florida's governorship. Trump made the attack while campaigning in Pennsylvania, and he used a questionable poll that was conducted months ago, just shortly after the FBI's criminal investigation into the former president's handling of government records was made public following the Bureau's raid on Mar-a-Lago. Trump at 71 Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%, Trump said as the crowd quieted. There was very little reaction to Trump's attack on DeSantis at the rally. Matt Walsh went on to say, DeSantis is an extremely effective conservative governor who has led or who has had real policy wins and real cultural wins. 
Trump isn't going to be able to take this one down with a dumb nickname. He better have more than that up his sleeve. Also, nice job launching your public attack against the most popular conservative governor in America three days before the midterms when we're all supposed to be showing a unified front, Walsh continued. I'm going to... That was dumb on Trump's part. That was dumb. Dumb. You say what you want to say. You, you want to know where... My opinion is where this stems from. Go. Trump made an endorsement for a congressman. Ron DeSantis comes behind him a few days later and makes a different endorsement. Okay. For and Trump says this was a big mistake because we are all supposed to be unified. Is this a... a I believe it's a U.S. or... It's a, it's, I know this happened. Trump makes an endorsement. Ron DeSantis goes back and says, we don't need to support the guy that Trump said. We need to support some other guy. All so, right. So DeSantis has his own opinion. Sure. Okay. Yep. That and doesn't make him an Okay, enemy. but as a country, we look to Trump as the leader of the Republican Party and conservatives across the, the states right now. In today's world, that's who we look to as the leader of the Republican Party. He's not going anywhere. He's been here the entire time, right? So he goes and, and does this, which is a betrayal to Trump and the America First policy and standing as a one voice, okay? So this, this has, and it also might be DeSantis is trying to maybe test his waters to see how much support he would get versus Trump getting. That's just my opinion. Who, what was this race? Can you tell me? So DeSantis comes out and says, you need to vote for O'Day, I think his name is Tom, Tom O'Day, in, in Colorado for Congress. Okay. And um, Trump had called O'Day prior to Florida, Ron DeSantis saying, vote for O'Day. He's good for the country. I've been watching him from afar. Trump comes back, and <clears throat> before DeSantis says that, Trump had called him a rhino, which is Republican in name only, right? Mm -hmm. So then Ron goes out and says, oh, vote for O'Day. And then is Trump- Is this during the primary, I take it? Because even if he is his rhino, I don't see... This is a week ago, on the 24th oh, of October. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so then Trump comes out, DeSantis has endorsed this guy O'Day, and it's a big mistake. He is what I said he is. He's a rhino. So he doesn't endorse anybody, and... Um, calls it a mistake out loud, and then now now you're saying that he said this at his rally about DeSantis. Well, this is why. Because Ron DeSantis made this distinguished, <laughs> he said, you need to vote for O'Day, and I'm the governor of Florida, and this guy's in Colorado, and what my, my voice matters also, which is true. <clears throat> he has a very loud, large, conservative voice. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, I don't necessarily agree that maybe Trump gave DeSantis a name or called him a name or whatever, but I really think this comes to the fact that Ron DeSantis made that, he's, he kind of bucked Trump in that way publicly. And um, I think that they still have a good relationship. I don't think that there's anything there. We won't know, um, but forever... Ron DeSantis has said that I will not be running for president in 2024. And um, it, it, we may see him on the ticket. I don't know. But okay, I so, just. So, right there, you just took that in a direction maybe that I would take it. Okay. And this is just me speculating. This is just, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you remember back in 2015 during the Republican primaries of, for who was going to get the presidential nomination? 
And Trump would get up there on stage with the rest of Republicans. I mean, he would just... Devour them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By name-calling, kind of like you do. Was well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he stood up there. The one that I'll never forget. Yeah, you can... Lie and Ted. <laughs> That's the one. He holds up his Bible and he lies. <laughs> and like even that, when when uh, he did that, and I I I like Ted Cruz. He's a, he's a he seems to me like yeah. a pretty rock ribbed, red blooded conservative. Yeah, you know, America first type guy. Sure. And whenever Trump did that, I was like, gosh, damn. However, neither I mean, neither of them were bidding for re-election of anything at that point. You know, well, I think Cruz was not on the ticket to become senator again. I don't think. Right. He was he was trying to get the Republican nomination. Yeah. Right there. It's fair game. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to defeat your opponent and you Mm got to do what you got to do. Trump was just he was just the best at it. Like defeating Jeb Bush. That wasn't hard. Sleepy Jeb. That that guy was boring. Jeb. Jeb is a POS (laughs) establishment. Sure. Dick Cheney. George Bushy. Yes. But a guy like Cruz was not. Yeah. Cruz was, you know, he's more straight. Well, just I, at least I don't think he is. He, okay. Not as much. Okay. okay. Right. But anyway, Trump held no punches going after Cruz and he beat him. I'm thinking that Trump is thinking, and I'm just, just me thinking <laughs> that Ron DeSantis is going to try to run for president in 24. Trump already knows he's going to. He just hadn't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. And I think he just threw a punch. Okay. But okay. I, I really wished he would have waited until Wednesday to throw that punch. Sure. We got to get Ron back as governor of Florida. We have to. I don't think there's anything wrong with, I mean, you've got competitiveness. I mean, Trump is the most competitive person I probably have ever seen in my entire life. And the fact that he wants to toss his weight around, that's fine. His MAGA movement is not going anywhere just because he makes some off-colored comment. About Ron DeSantis. I honestly don't think he's going anywhere. For me personally, I didn't like it. Sure. Sure. But from my standpoint, knowing that Ron DeSantis came out behind Trump and said, well, I'm going to endorse this person, even though Trump called him a rhino. Like that's to me, Ron started this battle. Okay. Okay. That's that's my opinion of it. There you go. Okay. Very well. That's that's how I look at it. Very well. Okay. 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 And maybe we didn't report on the podcast, but I did know that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so. so good. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Um, something that happened this week, and I got the story right here. Um, or not the story, but a story that's a contributing factor. The Fed raised interest rates 75 basis points today mm-hmm. or, or this past week to curb inflation, right? Mm. Whenever they do stuff like that, and that's what you got to do to try to put value back in the dollar okay you you raise interest rates whenever you put value back in the dollar commodities typically fall okay they just raised it 75 basis points and Uh-oh. oil prices went to 92 they spiked they went to 92 bucks that's the exact where opposite sitting? where were they sitting? uh 85-ish and they almost 10 bucks yeah i mean okay. they've went up a good eight bucks just this past week okay so that doesn't make any sense Whenever you raise interest rates, commodities, which oil is a commodity, it should fall. And grain markets, which are commodities, they were mixed this week due to other news. But oil generally follows whatever the Fed does. If they weaken the dollar, oil goes up. If they strengthen the dollar, oil comes down. They strengthen the dollar and oil went up. What the hell? Well, here's part of it. 
from oilprice.com, U.S. rig count still 305 drilling rigs below pre-pandemic levels. The number of total active drilling rigs in the United States rose by two this week, according to new data from Baker Hughes. The total rig count, rig count increased to 770 this week, 220 rigs higher than the count one year ago this time, but 305 lower than the rig count at the beginning of 2019 prior to the pandemic. So here's what you got going on. We're not producing as much oil, and we still don't have the drilling rigs out there to go drill wells. They're either stacked out, can't find people to man them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this is a combination of all these. Stacked out at a, at a yard somewhere, not drilling. Probably can't find people to run them because... They're just like anybody else, can't find people to work. Then you have an administration that's just an all-out, it's declared war, absolute war on fossil fuels. That's not going to give anybody too much optimism to go out and start drilling a well whenever he's trying to outlaw everything you're doing. And then he promises he's going to tax the shit out of you Mm. for going out and making these record profits, which is a joke. Oil companies are not making record profits, right? I guarantee you. They are just they are just as much a subject to inflation as everyone else. Pipe, rods, tubing, all your services, they're a ton higher than what they were three years ago. It's all went with with uh, inflation. These record profits, that's, that's, a, that's a pipe dream of Biden's. It's a, it's a flat-out lie. Hmm. So you have all this going on. There's one other thing, though, that I read that might be a contributing factor. And if it is, this is a big one. I guess China is easing their COVID lockdowns and people are starting to move around there a little more. And they're demanding more and more oil right now as we continue to produce less and less. This this concoction right here, I I would be bullish on I would be personally bullish on oil in the short term. Maybe not the long term, because I think if eventually with all the money we've we've printed, I I don't see how this cannot catch up with us. And, and end up in a in a we're already in a recession. I don't care what any news outlet says, mm-hmm. but I, I just I can't think that this is not a short term bullish deal for oil. Where you might see oil prices back over a hundred bucks here real soon. Really? Yep. Okay. Because I mean the market needs it, and and there's a lot of people that's just not doing it anymore. Supply and demand. So there you go. Do you like NPR? Uh, I've never listened to NPR. I know um, a few people that have listened to NPR. I don't necessarily agree with it. It's government funded, correct? It's liberal government yeah. funded shit is what okay. it is. Well, I didn't know that it was still, is it on the air every yeah. day? I'm pretty sure there's a 91 or 90 point something around here is your NPR network. Kind of like PBS. Yeah. It's, PBS it, is still NP, on NPR is the PBS of, of, radio. of radio. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you hear anything about what they did this past week? Mm-mm. <clears throat> all right. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys what happened here, and I'm going to play the soundbite, but I just want you all to know whenever I play this soundbite, if you have children around, you don't want them to hear it, you might not want to let them listen to the soundbite. It's awful. It's awful. But yeah, you guys I need to no hear I have no idea it. what you're getting ready to play, so I could, be, I could break down here. In From the minutes. UK Daily Mail. NPR sparks outrage by airing audio of suction abortion where woman can be heard crying... I don't think I can do this. And a doctor saying, yes, you can. Anti-abortionists were outraged after NPR aired audio of a woman terminating her pregnancy as she'd cried in pain at a clinic in Michigan. 
NPR report Kate Wells played partial audio of a woman crying over cramps while undergoing the suction procedure 11 weeks into her pregnancy. Wells said that the woman told doctors, I don't think I can do this, as they reassured her that, yes, you can. Although the woman expressed thanks to her doctors, Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America President Marjorie Dannensfelter slammed NPR for the 11-minute segment, saying it crossed a line. It's horrifying and inappropriate, and I agree with this so much. It's horrifying and inappropriate for a taxpayer-funded outlet to air the excruciating moments for child and mother of an abortion. If I were an advertiser, I would question the judgment of affronting viewers who see this death of a 11-week-old human being with fingers, eyes, toes, revealing left and right-handedness as tragic. If I were an advertiser, I would ask myself, why in the hell am I advertising on this stupid shit? I'm going to play this audio for you, and um, it is tough to listen to, but this is the horrific nature of an abortion and it's disgusting and it's disturbing and this is why like for me personally i am so happy that i stand on the right side of god when it comes to this this patient is not one of the patients you heard before she's asked that we not use her name she's from michigan she already has one kid she's having her abortion at about 11 weeks nearly all abortions in michigan are before 13 weeks and like many patients at Northland, she said I could record her procedure. We're going to hear some of that now. So I am just going to get you set up on the table, and we're going to do that sedation medicine. Okay. I'm going to pull this out under your legs. Most patients are partially awake during the procedures. They get IV medication for pain and anxiety. The lights are dimmed. There's soothing music. It actually feels a lot like a childbirth. The medical gown, your bare legs and stirrups, and a person next to you saying, you can do this. Use my hand and just keep breathing. That's Brandy. She's one of the staffers. Her job is to monitor vital signs, but it is also to hold the patient's hand and talk her through this. Whether it's a birth or an abortion, it is often women guiding other women. You're going to hear this machine turn on now. Okay, it makes a loud noise. Blow it out, blow it out, breathe it, breathe it, blow it out. Listen to me, blow it out. If you hold your breath, it just makes it harder for you. Keep breathing. Keep just keep breathing, Brandy tells her over and over. I can't, the patient says at one point, when the cramps get painful. Yes, you can, Brandy tells her. You're doing it. And then within just a couple of minutes, it's over. Take some deep breaths for me. Catch your breath. You did it. Thank you guys so much. You did. You are welcome. I hope I didn't look too bad. You did did great. (laughs) You did just fine. Is that not disgusting? That is the most horrific thing. That is just... There is no... How could somebody think that's okay? How could somebody how could somebody in media think it's okay to even play that i'm glad they did because now i got to share it to show the monsters these people are and that's what they are they're monsters that could have been the next aaron judge that could have been the next doctor that cured cancer that it, it could have been I, somebody's best friend 
And that's that that was murder. That's what murder sounds like. Right there. You know, some people some of you guys might listen to me and be like, man, Ryan, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of rough. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'll tell you what's rough. That eleven week old, that eleven week old just had it rough. But you know what? They're sitting at the right hand of God right now. And um, I'm not the judge. I won't be the judge on on the final day. But um I I have a feeling I know how this might turn out. And I can't say that uh I can't say that I feel sorry for him. I mean I can't get it together. I can't get it together, I'm sorry. No, I I get it. That's hard to listen to. I get it. Like, do you know how many women just, you know, would love to be 11 or 13 weeks pregnant? Yep. Do you know how many women would absolutely take care of that baby? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ryan. You know how many how many uh, married couples who can't have kids would love to have adopted that child? I would have. Yep. I would have. Yep. I don't care what you would have. I would have. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just... It kills me inside because that's an actual, that is a baby. Yep. Like it's a precious human being life. And the fact that, you know what? I think that this is all they have. They're, they're just so numb to this reality of abortion that there's nothing wrong with it. And that's not, it's, it's a, it's a life. Yeah. It took two to make that life happen, which is a miracle in itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and, and and the the excitement and the jubilance in their voices after the procedure was you completed. You did it. You can do it. It's like they just did something. Good. You did something horrible, horrible. You killed somebody, and you're sitting there high fiving. I guarantee you that mama wasn't high fiving because she knew what she did, and every single person knows what they do whenever they go in and actually go through with it. But they're, you know, you're just like I said, they're so numb to the reality of what it actually is, that it doesn't matter. And I'm sorry for being all upset about it. I mean, I didn't expect what you were going to play to play and happen. And, and that affect, was a blind react, folks. And affect me at all. Like, I, I'm like, okay, well, I've heard tough things before, but no, I just it just eats me up. That it, was played on national public radio. That you, was actually played on And air. I hope to God that these people that heard that had the same reaction that I did. I honestly do. Because if you, if, as a woman, and you're listening to the stirrups come out, every woman who's even, every woman who's had any kind of exam know what stirrups are and how uncomfortable that is, at, at least the first time. But they know exactly how it is sitting on that medical chair getting ready to get examined. I can put myself in that position. And instead of getting an ultrasound, you're getting, you know, you're, you're having your baby sucked out of you. Yeah. Which just kills me it's inside. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It just kills me inside. Like I just, uh, it should anyway. kill everyone. Inside. Anyway, I hope, I hope that the people that did hear that, you know, I just pray that all of this stuff is exposed and all of the darkness is brought to life so that we know and call it for what it is. And that is, that is murder. I mean, it is, it is murder. I don't care if people say, well, what about the rapes? Well, what about the incest? You know what? That's less than 1% of all abortions. It's convenience period. So, yep. 
oh, this mama already has one baby. She doesn't need another one. Well, you know, you have the right to have birth control or use a condom. You have the Come right on. to give your child up for adoption into a loving home. Absolutely. And there are a bunch of loving homes out there wanting that child. But you know what? In the in the effed up world that we live in, I in the effed up world that we live in, I will be perceived as the asshole. Yeah. For playing that, for sharing that with people, because it's just so disgusting. It's so disturbing. But I'm going to be the guy that's perceived as the butthole. Or this program will. Don't worry about the person that did the, the bad deed. Don't worry about that murder. What's bad is you just shared it. No, I'm just sharing with you what's actually happening. Yeah. Over and over and over every day. So... It's what it is. I just talked to a gal yesterday, and maybe that's why I'm so upset about this. She's 11 weeks pregnant. Yeah. 11 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. Showing already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know 11 weeks is early, but that's early. And that's, that, what a miracle. What a gift. Anyways, I'm you know, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We can move on. You know, I, I sit here and I think of it like this. Like, they do these things way beyond 11 weeks. You know, nine weeks or nine months in New York. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sit here and think about, well, like when you were pregnant with Alden. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And going in there and you hear his little heartbeat yeah. on that monitor. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's his heartbeat, <laughs> not yours, not mine. It's right. his. Right. Talk about making a guy feel like, hey, I'm, I'm a dad. I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. That's a little guy in there. Yeah. Half of me. Uh-huh. You know, that's a and the And the job of those doctors in there that that's, that's making sure that your pregnancy is going good and, and trying to do the best they can, or at least we hope they do. Mm-hmm. Their job is to make sure that little beep keeps beeping. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's their job it's to preserve life. Mm-hmm. How in the hell does a doctor go so backwards and so wrong that their job is to make that beeping stop? That's their job is to stop that beeping. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? I don't know. And and go out to eat for supper like they just got off work. Yeah. Go have happy hour. Yeah. High five the person they just made the beeping stop. You know, I really think that um, Satan has so much to do with it. And he's like the master manipulator and confuser of all things. <laughs> and he confuses people so much. And um, gets them really confused to say, you know what, I'm I'm doing good today. Well, and that's what they tell themselves, and that's what they have to tell themselves to get through the day, because it it doesn't it doesn't go with life. I mean, because we're all here, our bodies try to survive this life, and we try to do if if some something were to happen, they say you have cancer or something. We try to do everything we can to survive. We try to do everything we can, and our doctors help us. You have yes. cancer. You get in a yes. car wreck. Everything get, to do around to living. Keep that beeping going to keep us living. Yes. And so, whenever you're ending something that is living, that the beeping is going, and you stop uh, the beeping. Yep. I tell you what, the psychological issues that these people have got to have, mm, I, can, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You can hate me for saying this. Don't really care. The devil doesn't have my heart, and these people will answer for this one day. They will. End of story. I mean, I, I just don't see how, well, that's what it is. 
That was tough. Why did you do that to me? Because I think people need to hear that. Uh, and you know what? I think people need to hear evil. That way they can identify it. That way that way they are not numb to the word abortion. This right here, if if, if a picture, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. All you had to do is listen to this and you formed a picture in your head of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Is that worth a thousand words? Absolutely. I could sit here on this podcast all day long and say abortion is evil. Abortion is murdered. Abortion is awful. I could say it over and over. Yeah. What that audio clip right there just did is a million times more powerful than me saying anything. Right, right. That's so, true. That's true. Following up on a story that we did back in May, um, and I, I didn't catch this go across the wire. I actually had somebody on Facebook send me this story, and uh, it's another heartbreaker. But uh, from CBSNews.com, police identify five-year-old boy found dead inside suitcase in Indiana and named two su- suspects. Do you remember that story? I do remember that. Mushroom hunter yeah. out there on the side of the road. Yeah. He found a suitcase. That contained uh, a, a kid, a kid, a five-year-old boy. Malnutrition or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, story says after a six-month investigation covering multiple states, police have confirmed the identify of a five-year-old boy who was found dead inside a suitcase in southern Indiana last April. The child was identified as Caro Amar Jordan of Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, during a news conference held by Indiana State Police on Wednesday. Bef- before I go any farther, um, this this the media and these people that hate on police and they just can't stand law enforcement and they're just think law enforcement's bad. I I cannot, I I, I cannot say thank you and and great job to the Indiana state police enough for the work they've done right here. Cause they started with literally no evidence. They, what they ended up doing is they found fingerprints on the trash bag. The boy was in. And then obviously the people's fingerprints were in a database and that's what, at least that's what they're telling us at this point. But uh, it's a bittersweet day, said Sergeant Kerry Hulls, the public information officer for the Sellersburg branch of the Indiana State Police at the conference. Bitter because no matter what progress is made and what happens in the case, we're still dealing with the tragic death of a precious young child. And unfortunately, we can't change that, he continued. But the wheels of justice do turn and we do make progress. So we have and so we have information today regarding the case. Indiana State Police coordinated with the law enforcement agencies in California and Georgia as they pursued an investigation into the child's mysterious death this year. In, identify, in addition to identifying the child's, child's name, the police revealed the two names of suspects now involved in the case. On October 14th, the Washington County Circuit Court issued, issued two felony arrest warrants on charges of neglecting a dependent and obstruction of justice for Don Elaine Coleman, 40 years old, of Shreveport, Louisiana, the child's and the child's mother, Dujane Lottie Anderson, Hull said. Anderson, thirty-seven, is from Atlanta. I guess they can't find the mother. She's on the run. So, I'm. I hate the fact this happened, but I am really glad that they f- found out who this, you know, yeah, John Doe child was. That's terrible. It is. It is. And the mom's on the run. Yeah, mom's on the run. Uh. The, one of the other articles I read about this um, identified the guy's dad as some guy from Georgia. If you know of anybody needing help with a child or a baby, let me know, please. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, 
Anyway, that's 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 the. Are end you of, done with all this? That's the end of the sad news. Okay, thank you. Why didn't we share the penis flying story right now? I don't know. I'm sorry. I got another story we can share. You want me? Uh, can yep. we try one? I can mean, we try? Can we, yeah. All right, let's do something interesting. This is I something mean, funny. Like I mean, funny here. You know what this one is? Oh yeah. And an LGBTQ plus is minus. <laughs> Lightening everything up here, but still totally serious. They're so deep. So deep. That's right, folks. We have a transgender update. And this one comes from our backyard. Did you hear anything that's been going on in West Frankfort, Illinois? Oh, that's right. Oh, wait a second. That is right down the road from Marion. It is. Straight, well, like, north. About an hour away from here, hour and a half, hour and 15 yeah. minutes. About 20 minutes away from Marion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From the Gateway Pundit headline, high school physical ed teacher. And Wait fa- a second. The Gateway Pundit? Hey, I'm fair and balanced, man. Wait, no. West Frankfurt made it to the Gateway Pundit? Oh, dude, they made it everywhere. This <laughs> really? Story, this is the one that I just picked. Oh, the source my god! It made it to the Drudge Report. Yeah. It made it to Gateway Pundit. It made it to CNN, NBC, Fox. I, I could... I, there's a million places I could have got this story. They're going to change their... Okay, I want you to finish because I know about around about what you're getting ready to talk about. So, yeah, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. High school physical ed teacher and father of six put on disciplinary leave for not allowing 14-year-old girl into boys' locker room. So you've heard about this, right? Yeah. Cody Hiller is a physical education teacher at a high school in Southern Illinois, North Marion. Last week, he was suspended for refusing to follow orders and allow a girl to change clothes in the boys' locker room. Last week, Mr. Hiller, a PE teacher for 14 years at West Frankfurt High School in Illinois, refused to follow orders and let a girl into the boys' locker room. Mr. Hiller was removed and put on disciplinary leave. Cody Hiller went on and told his story to Brandon Howes on Frank Speech on Wednesday. So, the guy did the right thing. You are a girl. You are not going to go change clothes in a boy's locker room. Could you imagine if she, he said, yes, go, go right on ahead. And then she cried rape afterwards. Could you imagine? That man would be fired. He wouldn't have been on disciplinary leave. He would have been fired, period. And then he would have been sued. The school would have been sued. He would have been sued. The school board would have been sued. Everybody. Exactly. Continuing on the story, on Monday, the girl was sent into the boys' locker room without any warning to the boys. Joseph, a student, saw her and left the area saying, I'm not changing with a girl in here. It's not right. I spoke with the school and... I spoke with the school and the superintendent's office, and they said there's nothing they can do. That's bullshit. Nothing you can do. Do the right thing. (laughs) Good God. Today, he went in the locker room, and the girl was in there, and he told her from across the room, you should not be in here, and you are not a boy. Another boy got up and shoved Joseph. Another student came and broke things up. No, th- no punches were thrown. Joseph, Joseph, the guy that told the girl who's not supposed to, you're not supposed to be in here. Joseph is on the Scholar Bowl, Beta Club, National Honor Society, Youth and Government, Band, the wrestling team, is at the top of his class and was chosen and won 
the senior of the month by the faculty. Joseph Joseph has no absences this year and a GPA for this quarter of 5.51 on a five-point scale. That dude sounds like he's got it together. What do you think? Yes. So we have an angry mother, though, and I've got the email that she sent, or pieces of it, and I'm going to read it to you. Listen. At this point, I was not happy with what was going on, and my wife went to the school and signed him out. I called Matt Donkin, he's the superintendent down there, to discuss the situation, and after 33 minutes of conversation, nothing was resolved. How does that happen, Jessica? Can you imagine talking to a person on the school board, your superintendent, any administrator about this, and after 33 minutes, they can't admit that anything bad happened? How does that happen? Because people are confused. They're afraid. Oh, they don't have balls. They're, they they can't have, say, hey, this is wrong now. Right. This is wrong. Right. And I don't care what J.B. Pritzker or the mm-hmm. left tells us to do. There's right and there's wrong. And we're going to stand up for what's right. And the girl does not belong in the boys' restroom. Agreed. Or, or locker room. Yes. So anyway, after 33 minutes of conversation, nothing was, resol- was resolved. I asked him how it was legal to have an 18-year-old boy with his wiener out in front of a 14-year-old girl and was told it was okay because it was a locker room and people are expected to be in various stages of undress. If your 14-year-old daughter, a minor in the eyes of a law, is changing her bra and an 18-year-old boy, an adult, walks into the locker room with no warning and drops his pants in front of her, exposing his penis. She is not expected to say anything. And if she does, she will receive ACR as a punishment for discrimination. Mm. (laughs) Evidently, this administration does not care about your children's safety and will not stand up for what's right to send a minor girl into a boy's locker room without warning and expect none of them to say anything, not even out of shock for the situation is completely unreasonable. I was told that they didn't give the kids a heads up this was happening or give them an alternative to avoid the situation before they sent her in because they didn't want to discriminate against her and bring attention to her. This, this, these people all worried about being discriminated against get Mm -hmm. the F over it. I'm sorry. There's going to be points in everyone's life, whether it be just or not, that you're going to be an outcast. You're going to be discriminated against and, and whether it was on purpose or not, it's going to happen. Whether whatever circles you run in, it doesn't matter. You will. And, life and a girl, isn't fair. And a girl should be discriminated <laughs> from the boys' locker room Absolutely. and vice versa. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop right there. Hell, you guys know exactly what I think about well, this Well, thank goodness crap. that mom, she reached out to Frank's speech and made it. I mean, she... <laughs> oh, a story blew up. Yeah. Blew no up. kidding. And I, I also, it wasn't in this story... Uh, the guy got his job back or got yeah. taken off disciplinary leave. Yeah, because the mean, school board voted to not yeah. Yeah. punish him or whatever. I, I, I him. tell you, I you you see like the people that believe that it's okay for this fourteen year old child to go into a locker room with eighteen year old boys and let's do it. That's to the extreme. She's a freshman girl. He's a senior, getting ready to be an adult and start his life. Like. Those people that are okay with that are so minute, but that minute voice is so loud. And then they use that word fear. And discrimination. They They use fear. I'm going to sue you. How dare you not include and be inclusive? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, that's that's what it is. So they just use fear. So all the school boards can just like see it's it's shit like factor. that that makes me not want to run again. It's like I don't. I, but you you know what that that should make you run. I feel like it should be encouraging to 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 you because the school board made the correct decision. They did okay. the right thing. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I guess part to... of it is me being selfish, saying I've been on here for eight eight years. I just don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And now I don't have a kid there. Right. You know, I don't have to worry about my kid getting subjected to this. But more that, that sure doesn't say much for your kid, does it? And well, how, you know, you were you like know. the only one on there with a kid on the board. So basically, you know, yeah. in school, you're yeah. on the only one with a kid. Yeah. On the board. Anyways. So, hmm. Interesting. I had a couple other stories. We're pretty long here. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> so you got really deep there, and I wasn't expecting that at all. So now I'm really sinusy. Oh, <laughs> nasally. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I think that that I think you had a great point there. I really do. Yeah. I just um, what that's just tough. That's a tough subject. So before we leave here, um, talk about voting and these people that say I'm not going to vote. My vote doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. You know. I, Whenever I was in church this morning, I was just kind of thinking about the, the, this part of the sermon, or not part of the sermon, part of the petitions was God give us the wisdom to vote for the right people. And it made me think, what about the people that's not even going to go vote because they don't think it counts or my vote's going to get stolen anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where God led my heart and my brain right then, you got to vote. You got to try. Mm-hmm. You got to. You know, that there were 13 people in Afghanistan that got left behind. Our people. And they got killed at the hands of evil, evil, evil people. We had leadership that left them there to die. And if those people, I'm sure, if, if they were told 10 minutes before, they knew if they knew they were going to die, what, what would they tell their kids? Don't go vote. That's not what they would say. Kids, I'm going to... You got to vote. You got to vote so this doesn't happen to you or this doesn't happen to your kids. Look what they did to me. You got to go vote. I'm going to die for you. You got to go vote. Vote for the right people to make this so this doesn't happen again. Vote for people who are strong, who want to protect you. Even though I wasn't protected, vote for people to protect you. I, for some reason, my brain wandered off to the, the people in the U-boats in World War II pulling up on Normandy. Every damn one of them gave their life so that we can vote and try to preserve this place, and try to preserve freedom. And the list could go on and on. The people in the Civil War, the bloodiest war of American history, although it was us versus us, they were dying to preserve the Union. Well, now, the direction the Union went, that's what they were fighting about. Do them a service. Go do what they gave their lives for. They gave their lives. They gave up every single one of their future votes. They gave it up just for us. To keep us free and have that ability. Yeah. To be able to vote. Yeah. You know, and it prompted me to do a quick Google search on some voting quotes oh i've got some of them here okay some of them from names that you might know 
Abraham Lincoln said, elections belong to the people. It's their decision. If they decide to turn their back on the fire and burn their behinds, then they will just have to sit on their blisters. It's pretty good, wasn't it? I like that one. Thomas Sowell, who is, was just awesome. The fact that so many successful politicians are such shameless liars is not only a reflection on them, it's also a reflection on us. When the people want the impossible, only liars can satisfy. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. James Freeman said, A politician thinks of the next election. A statesman thinks of the next generation. John Quincy Adams said, always vote for principle, though you may vote alone and you may cherish the sweetest reflection that that your vote is never lost. Thomas Jefferson, we do not have government by the majority. We have government by the majority who participate. That's a good one. Plato One of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. Keith Ellison said, not voting is not a protest, it's a surrender. I like that one. That is a good one, which I like all of them. And George Jean Nathan said, bad officials are elected by good citizens who don't vote. Mm -hmm. I I thought those were some pretty good lines. So... Go vote. Just It's only going to take you a few minutes. Grab a cup of coffee. Go say hi to your neighbor. Gen- chances are you're going to see somebody you know. And and go do it. I don't care who you vote for. I, I mean, I do. Vote for, vote for who God would most likely support. And I realize in lots of these races, God might not support either. But I tell you what, like, Don, like Dan Bongino said, the person on the Republican side may not solve all your problems. But we know the side that created the problems. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Yeah. Anyway. What do we have on the docket this week? You're going to try to finish up Harvest? I will try to finish up Harvest. Yeah. We got okay. a, we, weather-wise, we got a good week. It sounds like awesome. here in Southern Illinois, next Saturday, sounds like winter shows up. High of like 43, according to the 10-day outlook. Ooh. Low of 24. We got to get that pool closed. Yeah, we do. Well, it's warm out today because hell <laughs> yeah. today, it's like 65. So Yeah, it's nice. But anyway, okay. this might, we don't know yet, it might be the last hairband of harvest. All right. You know? Not that I would, I'm looking forward to the last one, I'm so, just saying. <laughs> like I know a, a lot of people around here are finished and mm-hmm. the people that still have some crops in the field, they don't have a whole lot. So anyway, this would be the last more than likely, hairband of harvest. And if I have two acres of corn standing in the field next week, I'm not going to do hairbands of harvest. I'm going to consider it over with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, we have Great White. I really like this song. Once you bitten, do. twice shy. Yeah. Just a good jam. Yeah. So anyway, Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Go vote. Jesus Christ is still our Savior and King. Amen. And we will see you next week, my friends. Adios.